Progression on me, progression on three. Welcome to the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Here, we love to talk, teach, and learn local music. Remember to give your opinion because here, your opinion matters. Now, introducing your host, the creative, King Spencer. Thank you, beautiful, for that amazing introduction as usual. Welcome to the Tulsa Progression Podcast, man. I'm so happy to be here with y'all. Y'all already know what time it is, man. We're going to dive into this town talk. And let's talk about the music. So before we before we dive into that, man, I know y'all saw that Kendrick Lamar, um, the name of it was The Heart Part 5. Yo, Kendrick. I want to know what y'all think about it. So, like, in the comments or wherever, man, just let me know what it, like what did y'all get out of that. I was talking to uh, Keezy at the barbershop today, and he was saying that, like, although it's a very powerful message, it's like, did the youth, like, the people, like, the people below us, uh, art below us as in below our generation, like the generation after us, did it penetrate them the way it hit us? Cause we we all, you know, if you over the age of 25, shoot, you an OG, you know what I'm saying? So we we understand like how, how life changed since like, you know, our teens up till now, especially if you coming from, you know, um, the urban part of your city, the inner, the inner city kind of lifestyle, public school, you know. So most of us generally had the same story, you know give or take a few experiences, but for the most part, we understand that like, you know, the culture and like the, the way that, the way that we've been affected growing up just by our, our environments and our surroundings, it's, it's a lot of stuff that Kendrick said in that song that was like, that like just kind of put his finger on it and like, and even like speaking about greatness through, through the, the part where he was like kind of acting like Nip and like Kobe and just, bruh, just like, it's just like a lot of powerful messages in that song. And hopefully the younger generation caught on and even some of the people in our generation, hopefully they caught on too. But I just had to start this this uh, episode off with a shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Y'all make sure y'all go check out The Heart Part 5. Bruh, I, I ain't gonna lie, bruh. I, I got pretty emotional when that nip part came on because it was like, Bro, it was like we got to talk to Nip again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like we got to experience Nip again. And technology is crazy. Y'all see that? I knew it was a matter of time when they was doing the Snapchat filters and the Instagram filters where you could change your face. I knew it was a matter of time before somebody on the music video did it. And boy, Kendrick, boy, you did it the best way that that could possibly have been done, man. Mad shout out. Go check that out. But, um... <clears throat> Yeah, man. Welcome to the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Um, today, we where we talk, teach, and learn Tulsa music. And today, we're going to be talking about four topics, as usual, with a little something special at the end. What I want to talk to you guys about today is, first, um, did Gang Tai June drop the project of the year? That's our first topic. Next, we're going to jump into... Three things you should never do at a video shoot. 
Um, after that, we're going to finish last episode's uh, six things that every Tulsa artist need to do. And I'm going to give y'all the last three things of the six. And last thing we're going to talk about is the local music, Tulsa, is the local music um, market oversaturated? Like, is it too much music being made coming out of Tulsa? We're going to talk about all those things today on the Tulsa Progression Podcast. So as y'all know, man, make sure y'all like, subscribe, follow, whatever you're listening to this on, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts, I mean, or uh, YouTube, man. So uh, let's get into it. So first thing I want to talk to y'all about is that boy, Gang Ta June, man. The man of the year, man. This is he's the talk of the town, Tulsa. Shoot, he the talk of the of the of the, of the Midwest. He just dropped his new project, This Too Shall Pass. And the the question is, did he drop the project of the year? Now I understand that it's only what, May? It's the beginning of May, middle of May. And um it's probably too early to be to be discussing who's dropped the project of the year. I'm gonna tell y'all the answer right now. As of right now, File One Savior has dropped the project of the year. So if you plan on taking that from him, you gotta really come with something. Now, I gotta make sure I say this. I'm not saying this because he's a major artist now. I'm not saying this because he got the followers. I'm not saying this because he got the verified sticker. I'm saying this because numbers don't lie. That's why I'm saying this. I'm saying this because truth don't lie. That's why I'm saying this. I'm saying this because Fire One showed his ass and he poured out his heart on this project. Now, do you have an opinion? You don't get to have an opinion if you haven't heard uh, his first project, Preaching from the Projects. If you haven't heard that, your opinion don't matter, all right? I don't look at Far One and say, okay, in comparison to everybody else, is this the project of the year? I can't, well, I guess technically that's what we're doing, but I'm a, let me just finish what I'm saying. What I did was, I was like, okay, I went and listened to his first project, Preaching from the Projects. If y'all heard that, that's the project that I feel like really got him the <clears throat> the the exposure or like the the name that he got right now. I feel like that preaching for the projects is where people was like, okay, this is dope. And I know a lot of people probably was thinking like, all right, this is cool, but you know, this ain't our first time hearing a good project. Preaching from the projects was dope. It was fire. It was amazing. It was. It was unexpected. Like, we all listen to a lot of local music. We all listen to music in general. And just to hear a complete project like Preaching from the Projects coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma, I feel like that was dope. But I'm going to tell you why this too shall pass right now is Project of the Year. It is Project of the Year right now because he did it again. He did it two times in a row, two projects in a row. He completed a... he recorded a full body of work that's that's amazing. If you listen to it and you hear the stories and just what he's talking about, metaphorically, musically, the bridges and like the instruments, like, bruh is different. 
Bruh's different. Bruh didn't just get on there and rap. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope. Don't get me wrong. But when we talking about project of the year, we not talking about just getting on there and just rapping. Bruh got on there. He rapped. He sang. He created an experience. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just going to tell y'all about it. Go listen to it. This two shall pass. Streaming everywhere. 5-1, you showed out, man. You showed out. I love the project. I, um... I would say my favorite song on there, it's a couple of them, but I'm I'm gonna say Cold Shoulder. That mug is hard to me because bro like had like a pop kind of kind of like hook on it. I don't know, man. It was just I didn't expect that from 5-1. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when I say I didn't expect that from 5-1, I mean I didn't expect that from Tulsa. Because when I look at 5-1, I see Tulsa. I call June 5-1. When I look at 5-1, I see Tulsa. So when I see what he's doing, I just look at it like Tulsa is doing that. And it's dope because all of our life we've been watching L.A., New York, uh, Atlanta, um, Texas do these amazing things in music. But now when we look at Tulsa do it, it's like, dang, Tulsa did that. And that's how I feel when I look at 5-1. I feel like, dang, we finally got somebody from Oklahoma representing Oklahoma that's doing like an amazing job so right now I gotta say based off what I heard I want to know what y'all favorite songs on the tape is I know a lot of girls like that at Nita you know what I'm saying that Liliana's uh interlude I think that's what it's called but me personally I like that um uh the hate you gave cold shoulders boy just go listen to the whole project, though. Don't go listen to one song. Just hit play on that mug, and I bet you're going to get lost in it. Great job, Fire One. And um, that's how I feel, man. I just got to keep it real. Fire One showed his butt on that mug, and uh, I, I really encourage y'all to go go hit play on that. So right now, I got to get a, a project of the year to Fire One Savior. I encourage whoever else is dropping a project this year to put your heart into that mug, you feel me? Bruh, bruh, like, the the music, the music was legit. I probably listened to it three times in one day, the entire project three times in one day, given that I was driving across town. But still, but before I listened to it that three times in one day, I listened to it that night on my phone that it dropped. So I didn't really get the full experience, but... Yeah, man. Y'all go check out that new 5-1, uh, excuse me, Gang Tie June, This Too Shall Pass. Bruh, well done. All right, so now we get into our second topic. Um, today we're going to be talking about three things that you should never do at your video shoot. Now, these things don't apply to everybody, but I'm, but we could do this we could do this, uh, this segment multiple times over the years, but today... Somebody gonna feel what I'm talking about now. There's three things that I feel like, now, before I jump into this, let me give y'all a little background on me. I'm a videographer, um, video director, whatever you wanna call it. I shoot music videos, and I've been doing this for about seven years. Now, over the course of seven years, I can confidently say I've catered to over a thousand different projects, over 1,000 projects in these years. And that's really not a lot, but that's a lot because I, uh, in comparison to a lot of people. Um, but we ain't here to compare to people. We're here to tell the truth. And the truth is that uh, I've been doing this for a long time, so I feel like I've developed a lot of different experiences to kind of come up with what I think are uh, important important um, guidelines that you should take in to shooting your next music video. 
So the first thing is um, don't get so under the influence at your video shoot that you cannot operate, that you can't function properly. What does that mean, Spence? What that means is if you got a video shoot and you nervous or whatever, and it's a party, it's your birthday, whatever the thing is, I think that it's uh, important to consider your intentions. So if your intention is to, um, let's say, penetrate the masses emotionally through your, um, through your music and through your image, I feel like you should highly consider how much drugs or alcohol you're consuming before you go into creating this, into documenting this image. Um, if you got a video shoot and it's a party song and you so drunk or so high that all you can do is fall asleep or not walk straight, yeah, I'm gonna record that. Your videographer is gonna record that, but bruh, you putting a lot of pressure on somebody to make a dope visual out of a, a, a junkie. Do you get what I'm saying? I ain't gonna call you, I ain't gonna call you a junkie. I'ma call you, I'ma call you um, dysfunctional. You making it difficult for a videographer to create a, a, a complete work of art using a dysfunctional figure. Look at it this way, because it's important. Don't get so drunk but because you're nervous or so high or pop so many pills that you can't even stand up straight, you can't rap, you can't walk straight, you can't even think about what you're doing, you don't understand what you're saying, you don't even understand what's going on. Take that into consideration before you do your next shoot. I ain't gonna harp too hard on it, but consider that. You know what I'm saying? If it goes for you, highly consider what I'm saying right now, yo. Like, take it easy, because it makes it difficult for everybody that's seriously involved. And you can't really be too seriously involved if you're not if you're not there. You get what I'm saying? All right. So the next thing um, that you want to avoid doing at your video shoot, three things that you should never do at your video shoot. Um, the second thing is you don't want to have nine directors. What does that mean, Spence? What that means is don't don't have everybody that's so involved and so in love with the idea that literally everybody is directing that mug and literally nothing is getting done. So I'm gonna give y'all an example. Let's say we have an idea that, all right, bro, for this video shoot, you and the girl, y'all gonna uh, get in an argument, then you're gonna leave and you're gonna meet the other girl and the video's gonna end with uh, y'all getting married. That's just off the head. Break up with this girl, fall in love with this girl, video ends when you get married. All right, bet. So you done showed up with 19 people in this idea that we discussed. So now you got four of the people saying, hey, bro, I think it'd be dope if y'all break up and then get back together and then break up again. And then I come in at that part and I'll be like, leave him alone. And I'll punch him. You get what I'm saying? You see how like this going? And then you got this person over here like interrupting like, nah, 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 nah. After you punch him, let me get back with her and then me and your girl will switch and, and, and you can get married to both of us. I know this is like off the head, you know what I'm saying? But I know y'all following. My point being is that it's, it's vital not to have a whole bunch of directors at your video shoot. Maybe one or two. Let it be you, the artist, and like your right-hand man or your right-hand woman, 
You know what I'm saying? And then say, hey, y'all know everybody got ideas, but we already got a I we already got a plan for this. So like if you got any ideas that you you really think will work, maybe just run it by me. But let's not just have everybody splurting out ideas at the end of every single scene. Like we got an idea that we trying to stick to and we trying to work. You know what I'm saying? So consider that when you're doing your next video shoot that you don't wanna have nine different directors at the video shoot. What you wanna do is get nine different directors together and then y'all formulate an idea and then bring those ideas to the video shoot. But don't show up at a video shoot with nine different ideas just spontaneously popping up. That, that's a bad that, that's bad for the video because then what that does is that puts your editor, myself, in a position where it's like, okay, so we had nine different directions and only got three minutes of video. So I gotta I gotta cater nine different people. Really just one person is what I'm gonna focus on, but I gotta cater to nine different ideas with one video. All right, let's 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 see how this comes out. You get what I'm saying? So just take that into consideration. That's the second thing that I suggest you do is just don't allow it to be nine different directors. Show it to the video shoot with the idea and anybody else who got an idea, they just got to save it for the next time or they only need to run it by you and be prepared to. And that's the thing. A lot of it be like, you know what I'm saying? Like bad ideas, like spare the moment ideas like hey bro you think that you can make like an alien fall out of the sky at this part no 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 don't worry about it don't worry about it but can you do a cow you know what i'm saying like bro we gotta we gotta we gotta do better at these video shoots all right so the last thing um that uh you should never do at a video shoot is come unprepared this kind of ties back into my last point with uh, the non-directors, because this is what this is where having non-directors come from, just being unprepared. If you working with me, which I suggest you work with me, we already set a date to shoot the video. So you got options when you work with somebody like myself. There's a lot of great videographer options, director options, but we're gonna speak on me personally. Um, when you work with me, you got options. You can hire me to simply be your videographer and your editor, but you can also hire me to direct as well. And um, you gotta understand that there's a difference between directing and shooting a video. A director at a video shoot is, doesn't even have to be a videographer. You don't even have to touch a camera to be a director. A director directs. What he does is he says, hey, you should do this. You should do that. Hey, bring that over here. Let's." put a light on this person. Uh, I like this scene, let's use this scene. Those are the type of things that a director is gonna say. A videographer is gonna say stuff like, um, hey, scoop back, you're at a frame. Or, you know what I'm saying? You, a videographer might not say anything to you other, other than action, you know what I'm saying? And really, the videographer don't even say that. The director say that. But my point with all of this is just to say that if you hire me, uh, me personally, I can put an idea together so that when we arrive, we already know what we need, who we need to do it, when we need to do it, where we need them to do it at, how it needs to be done, opposed to setting the date and then showing up and then being like, okay, so what should we do? 
yo, we don't have to work like that. And if you're serious about your, your work, chances are you're not going to work like that anymore. You want to know an interesting thing? Um, one of the labels that I work with, in order for them to even pay pay out the money, I have to send a treatment before I even before we even get any money to start working on the video. They won't even pay until they've seen the treatment first. So what they saying is, we will not invest our money in a project that has no idea. If you don't have no direction, then you will go anywhere. So basically what I'm saying is, show up to your video shoot with an idea, get a clue. That's one of the worst things you can do is show up with no idea. But at the same time, don't get me wrong, 90% of the videos that I do are like this, but I'm gonna tell you something about those other 10%. I'm just gonna smile. That's what I'm gonna say about the other 10%. They go smoother, they usually have a better turnout, they last longer and they mean more. You feel me? Opposed to just showing up and just like hitting record and like standing on top of the green box in the apartment. You know what I'm saying? Nothing wrong with that. You feel me? But at the same time, you want to know something there's nothing wrong with? There's nothing wrong with having an idea. Let's put that work in. Let's put that time in. So that's what I got for y'all. Three things that you should never do at a video shoot. One, don't get too under the influence. Secondly, avoid having nine directors. And lastly, avoid showing up without an idea. Always come with an idea. All right, so topic three, man. So last time we talked, I wanna say the three things that we said uh, every Tulsa artist should do. Um, one of them was simplify your social media handles. Second was invest in quality. Lastly was create a YouTube channel and all other um, media, pla <gasps> media platforms. So today I got three more things for you. Um, if you're from Tulsa and you call yourself making music and you want to pursue this part-time or full-time and you actually believe that one day your life can change because of the time that you put into your music, and trust me, it can happen. I've seen it happen. I've been a part of it happening for pl plenty, plenty of artists, not because of me, but I can say that I was there um, for a lot of artists uh, to shoot their videos, and I've seen what where they took their music because they were serious about it. Um, so I would suggest that you do these things because all of these people have this in common. Um, but uh, one thing that I think the fourth thing that I think all artists from Tulsa should do, if you call yourself being serious about music, um, is you should get a link tree. What is a link tree? A link tree is a website that basically is a web link that links people to all of your platforms. Now, uh, if you don't use this everywhere, that's cool. I suggest that you do. But what you want to do is you want to go to linktree.com. It's like, just search it on Google. Link, L-I-N-K, tree, T-R-E-E. -E. Search the uh, the description, check the podcast notes, wherever you at, and I have a, uh, the name there. But go there. It's free to sign up, and there's multiple different types of uh, uh, platform publishing websites or whatever these things are, but you go to Linktree, 
you create, you sign up, email, create a password, and what you simply do is you create a link there for that gets people to your Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, recent releases, blogs, whatever you want people to see that you're working on, that's what you do. You just create a link tree and you post all of your content there. So what you do is you take that link tree web link and you post it in, and you paste it to your Instagram bio. Uh, you've seen it before. If you follow a lot of celebrities, all us, all almost all celebrities have like some type of link tree that links you to all of their content. You can do it uh, on your Twitter. You can do it on your Facebook, Instagram bio, Pinterest, uh, whatever social media that allows you to link people in. That's a good way to do it. They even got these little cards now. I'm going to have to get the name of it. It's like a little hotel key, and you tap it on somebody's phone, and it'll like just basically take you to their link tree. So, yeah, that's the the fourth thing that I think all Tulsa artists need to do. If you're dropping music consistently or you're doing anything like that, you need to get a link tree. All right, so the fifth thing that all Tulsa artists need to do is everybody needs to post their music everywhere. Where is everywhere? Everywhere is Apple Music, Spotify. Um, link your music to Instagram where people can use it, where people can use it on Facebook, TikTok, SoundCloud, YouTube, shoot, Deezer, with all of those other little title, all those places where you can have your music published. Your music needs to be there because people listen to music on all of these platforms, not just on Instagram, iTunes, and uh, and Spotify, or people listen to music everywhere. So if you're a person that doesn't know how to do that, I actually offer a content management package that I can actually help you publish your music anywhere that you need to publish. But this is all stuff you can do yourself. Nope. You, if you're not familiar with it and you're not a graphic designer and you really just don't understand technology, it's best to hire somebody like myself or um, or I think like Pfizer. I have to get it for you, but uh, I'm always going to plug myself. Hire me to do it because I'm going to make sure it's done right, but you can also do it yourself, YouTube tutorials, whatever, um, but get your music on all streaming platforms. Everywhere that people are streaming music, you need to have your music there and you need to make sure that it's linked in on the... Um, Social media platforms like TikTok, uh, Triller, all of these places where people are getting exposed to new music. Because I can't say it enough. People are becoming millionaires off of music just from posting it on a doggone social media site. And one person hear it, and then it just spread like wildfire. And next thing you know, you're on the cover of Sprite. You're on the cover of magazines and the cover of cereal boxes and on TV shows and all kind of stuff, all because you made a simple decision to make a song and post it somewhere where people can actually listen to it. You have no clue what music can do for you, whether people talking good about it or bad about it. I suggest, bro, I'm not even, I don't even classify myself as like a rapper, but I like to rap and I made a song 
and I put it on social media. I made a video, I put it on all social media, and Cash App actually reached out to me. Cash App actually emailed me. I don't know if y'all follow me or y'all saw this, but Cash App emailed me. They said, hey, we love your song. We wanna uh, pay you some, we wanna give you something just for mentioning us in your song. Bro, they paid me, like, at the time it was $300 worth of Bitcoin. They paid me $300 worth of Bitcoin. You feel me? Like, bro, and that was back when Bitcoin was only worth, like, I don't know, 1700 So, I mean, 17000 So, Bitcoin done doubled since then. So, as of today, that's like they gave me $600 worth of Bitcoin. You feel me? But, yeah, like I say, man, I advise everybody that making music and you think that you make dope enough music where you believe that your life can be changed behind it, get out there and do something with it. You feel me? Oh, yeah, and a lot of other stuff came out of that experience for me posting my music, but that's the only one I'm going to speak on right now. But, yeah, bro, get your music posted everywhere, and if you don't know how, hire me to do it. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit my girl up, Tiffany X Dawn on uh, Instagram, and we'll get you plugged in, bro. This is what we do full-time. I mean, that ain't what she do full-time. She be acting and, uh, and modeling full-time, but... I actually do this full-time, and she helps me, you know what I'm saying? And she's also, like, a part-time assistant, you know what I'm saying? Shout-out to beautiful Tiffany Dawn, man. She always coming through. But, um, yeah, moving on, man. The last thing that I think that all Tulsa artists should do, and this is the most important, this, is, this ties all of them. This is the full circle moment. The sixth thing that all Tulsa artists need to do is stay consistent don't give up if you believe that your life can be changed behind sounds and instruments and vocals bro do not give up like that's the worst thing you can do especially if you're a person that's gained some momentum and people recognize you for being a person that put vocals behind instrumentals bro do not give up like it's this one illustration that I saw on Facebook, Instagram. You've seen it everywhere. It was two people. One person was at the top, and they both were pickaxing. They both were pickaxing, and one dude stopped, and he was, like, sad walking away with his pickaxe on the ground while the other dude was hungry, happy, and still, still hitting at it. But the dude, they both were right next to a diamond. The dude that stopped and got sad and walked away was right next to a diamond. While the dude that was happy and still going and staying consistent, he was one hit away from getting a diamond. So that just goes to show that, man, you never know. Music is one of those things that you never know when something big is going to happen. And once you get that that um, that momentum, that's where magic really starts to happen. So stay consistent, stay focused, keep learning, keep growing, progression, bro, like, Music can change your life. I cannot explain how many times I've seen it happen with people who I've actually been next to and I am still next to. Like, I've seen how music has changed people for the better, like changed people's families' life, all of that. It can happen. So don't give up if you believe that this is what you're supposed to be doing. Don't give up. All right, y'all. So we're on our last topic for the day. Um, and we let's talk about the local music scene. Is Tulsa local music scene oversaturated? Is there, and simply put, is there too many artists in Tulsa? Is like too many people dropping music? Too many people calling themselves a rapper? 
I'm gonna let y'all know my opinion. Before I tell y'all my opinion, I wanna give y'all a second to just marinate on it. Just think about it. Like, do you feel like there's too many people in Tulsa rapping? If so, comment what y'all think. And this is my answer. I feel like there cannot be too much artistry. I don't believe that there can be too many artists. Now, if what you're saying is it's too many people that think they got potential to be great, that, that's a different argument. And that's a whack argument too, you feel me? That's like something whack to believe if that's what you believe. But to say it's too many rappers in Tulsa or there's too many, it's, it's oversaturated, I think that that's insulting to, to to innovation. And I, I'm gonna expand on what I mean. Imagine a life without music, without style, with, without, without form, um, design, without flavor. Imagine a life without all those things. All those things come from artistry. Every single person that creates is influencing somebody, whether it be your kids, whether it be your best friend, whether it be your cousin or just some random person in Iraq on the other side of a camera phone screen. Every person who creates anything is inspiring somebody con consciously or subconsciously. So with that being said, I think that everybody, I feel like it's not enough artists in Tulsa. There needs to be more. There can never be too much innovation. Everybody needs to be out here trying to inspire. Now, take that with a grain of salt. I like to say that because I ain't saying that we need more killing music. I ain't saying that we need more backtracking music. I ain't saying that we need more positive music. I ain't saying that we need more anything. I'm just saying that we need more art. We need more pure form art. We need more creators. There can never be too many. This life without more creators is going to be like a life downhill. We need to continue to create. And I don't feel like everybody um, that create music can be the best. I feel like there can only be so many people who will eventually become successful. I don't believe that anybody, um, I don't believe that everybody has a chance to be big with music or to like change their family's life with music. I don't believe everybody has that opportunity, but I do believe the best can. And even with that being said, I don't believe everybody can change their family's life and like become rich or famous because of their music, but I do believe that everybody can be happy making music. That's something I believe. I believe everybody has the opportunity to be happy. You don't, you probably won't get a million streams or a lot of people to love you, or you probably won't inspire as many people as the next person. But I do believe that we all have the opportunity to feel self-fulfilled with creating art in the form of music. And that's my take on whether I feel like the Tulsa music scene is oversaturated. No, it's undersaturated. We need more creators, we need more artists, and this is my perspective on it. 
everybody got their different perspectives based on their experiences. But in my experience, I feel like there can be more. We need more rappers. We need more singers. We need more beat makers. We need more people who mix music. We need more videographers. We need more directors. We need more lighting people. We need more everything. We need more people to keep coming in and changing the game and inspiring people and making even more people's life better. And that's my take on is the Tulsa music scene oversaturated. All right, so we reached the final portion of the podcast where um, I just want to tell y'all what I would do if I managed a certain artist. So today we're talking about Lil Juvie. He from Tulsa. Um, now, there's a few different Juvies in Tulsa, but I'm speaking specifically to the one that goes by Lil Juvie with two E's. Um, Lil Juvie is dope. I listen to Lil Juvie. I haven't heard, I ain't gonna say I listen to Lil Juvie because that sounds like I know his catalog. I don't know his catalog, but I can say that he has a couple of songs that I shot the videos to that I actually became fans of, that like I learned a lot of the words and stuff like that, if not all of them. And um, I do see potential in Lil Juvie based off of the songs that I have heard. Um, and I like his artistry and I feel like he, He's mostly unique. It's hard to be unique these days. You know what I'm saying? Even people who are unique are like a, a, a hint of this, a hint of this person, a hint of this person, in my opinion. But I feel like he's mostly unique um, to the Tulsa music scene. And uh, if I were managing Lil Juvie, the first thing that I would do is I would put together a project. I would say, all right, Juvie, let's get together. Let's um, get you in the studio. Let's put seven to 12 songs together. Let's put a dope theme name behind it. He more of like a drill street kind of rapper. So um, I would say let's get like two local features on there at max. I mean, at minimum, two local features, even if we got to pay for them. Uh, and we definitely going to reach for like the best in Tulsa and see if we can get those features. And I would drop a project, put a dope campaign behind it, get some merch, uh, and just see, and, and mostly make it an online campaign. I wouldn't try to cater too much to the Tulsa, to the Tulsa physical scene specifically. I would mostly try to use real dope, creative, aggressive visuals to get people's attention. And with that, I would just try to build a social media fan base um, off of the music and um, and just see what kind of momentum we could pick up if I managed Juvie. Now, I don't believe Juvie is managed by anybody. He might be. I don't know. But that's not like public knowledge, if so. But um, that's, who, that's, that's what I would do if I was Juvie's manager. Now, like I said last time, I have never managed anybody. I'm the last person you should be taking management advice from when it comes to managing your career. But um, that's what I think would be dope. I mean, I'm entitled to my opinion. And remember, here, your opinion matters. So um, that's what I would say. So mad shout out to Lil Juvie. Keep going hard, bro. And um, that pretty much wraps up this episode of the Tulsa Progression Podcast. Appreciate y'all hanging out with the kid, man, giving me a platform for my voice to be heard. You know how it is when you're the videographer. You pretty much are like a megaphone for everybody else's voice. So it's nice to, you know, 
get behind the camera, get in front of the camera, and you know, just you know, talk on some topics that I'm interested in. So um, I love y'all. Make sure y'all check out some of the merch. I got some links uh, through YouTube that you could check out right there at the bottom, and I also uh, have a Shopify page. And you can also just reach out to us personally. And we definitely want to get everybody geared up with that Tulsa Progression gear. And um, we look forward to seeing y'all at all the upcoming events, Juneteenth Festival and everything else going on in the town. But that wraps up the Tulsa Progression podcast. Um, it's cool hanging out with y'all, man. And hey, we're checking out. Progression on me, progression on three.